0: Many middle managers make the mistake of relying too much on their job performance. Consequently, leave too much to chance and fail to effectively manage their careers. I'm Vinod Vadwani, and this is Life Acumen at Work. I'm a long-time executive coach who works with corporate leaders to help them in seeking new perspectives while focusing on tangible benefits to them and their organization. On this show, I share perspectives from the coaching conversations I've had with corporate leaders and the specific challenges they faced in their work life. In my earlier episode titled Casey's manager is denting his confidence, I had discussed about the specific challenge which Casey faced with his boss. To recall, Casey is a middle manager at a large company, having a difficult time with his boss. On today's show, I will share some more perspectives from a conversation with Casey on why he should be building bridges with his boss.
1: In the last episode, we discussed how Casey's boss undermined him and some of the strategies which Casey adopted to shore up his confidence. Why do you think Casey should build bridges with his boss in spite of the fact that he was undermining him?
0: C. Casey was living with a myth that if his boss just leaves him alone and gives him the bandwidth, then everything would just be fine. In fact, that was a sure-shot way to demotion and stagnation as a middle manager. Actually, the issue was that Casey was not visible to his boss. Look, the senior management and the leaders in the C-suite are busy with their own agendas. They are probably not paying too much attention to you and what you are doing. Hence. You should not assume that you are being noticed by your boss. So the first task on your agenda should be to ensure that your boss and the senior management are aware of your existence.
1: Are modesty and quiet work not virtues in the corporate world?
0: Not exactly. Look, if you are aspiring to be in the C-suite, those in the higher echelons or the management must first notice you. If you are not modeling or promoting yourself, you will not be visible even if you are doing a great job. You can make a great career as a middle manager, doing efficient, heads-down work, but will you be noticed for a senior management role? The answer is mostly no. I am not saying that one cannot make it at all to the senior management with quiet work, but it may take way too long to reach there.
1: But doesn't good performance help you secure your job?
0: See, you have to overcome the myth that good performance by itself is enough. Let me put it this way. As long as you keep your boss or bosses happy, performance may not really matter that much. But if you are not in the good books of your bosses and you happen to upset them, good performance won't save your job. One of the biggest mistakes middle managers make is thinking that good performance is sufficient to reach the C-suite and escape organizational landmines.
1: Are you saying that there is a weak link between job performance and promotion?
0: Look, Performance matters in the early part of your career. As you reach the middle management, job performance becomes the lowest common denominator. There's enough evidence to suggest that performance doesn't matter that much for what happens to most middle managers in most organizations. What starts to matter more is smart people management and effectively navigating organizational politics. I'm not saying that you start to slip up on your performance but don't be too dependent upon performance to take you to the C-suite. Once you know these facts, you have to smartly plot a strategy to effectively start managing up. And it starts with first managing your boss.
1: So, great job performance by itself is insufficient and may not even be necessary for getting and holding positions in the C-suite?
0: Yes, you can say that. Look, let me give you three mantras to help you strategize your journey to the C-suite. First, you need to create positive visibility for yourself with the senior management. Second, you need to influence the dimensions used to measure your achievements. And Third, and the most important, you need to make sure you are effective at managing those in power, which requires the ability to boost the ego of those above you. Many middle managers make the mistake of relying too much on their job performance and consequently leave too much to chance and fail to effectively manage their careers.
1: Was Casey's belief that his boss just leaves him alone limiting his professional growth in the company?
0: Yes, very much. See, there's an important concept in behavioral economics called the availability bias, which suggests that we tend to be particularly influenced by vivid, salient, and readily available information. The simple fact is, we like what we remember. And that includes your visibility in the workplace. Look, for your performance to be recognized, you need to be visible first. The entire marketing literature teaches us that familiarity produces preference and out of sight is out of mind.
1: The whole point about the visibility piece is well taken. What are some of the other positive effects of managing your boss?
0: Look, your boss plays a pivotal role in your success or for that matter your failure. Smart middle managers leverage bosses influence in the organization for their benefit in several ways. For example, it could be for obtaining valuable information, getting needed resources or securing the support for personal development and career progression. Additionally, a good relationship with your boss helps you navigate through the turmoil during periods of organizational shifts in an uncertain market. On the flip side, The adverse consequences of a poor relationship with your boss are many. These may be, for example, less influence, little information or advice, lesser resources, and limited personal growth and career support. Worst case, you can find yourself isolated, ignored, pushed out, your professional journey stalled, and your career derailed.
1: So, it is imperative to manage and have a good equation with your boss. But why is it often an uneasy relationship?
0: Well, it is not so easy to build a good relationship with your boss. If it would have been that easy, then you wouldn't have seen 50% employees leaving their jobs to get away from a bad boss. It is a troubled association for two reasons. First reason is that a boss wears conflicting hats, that of supporter and evaluator, which can create confusion. And The second reason is that employees often bring their past experience with authority into the relationship with their current boss, which can create unnecessary complications.
1: Can you elaborate on the conflicting roles of the boss, that of supporter and evaluator, from Casey's point of view?
0: See, Casey was always seeing his boss as someone who constantly evaluates his performance and was always judging him. For Casey to get help from his boss as a supporter, particularly for his personal development meant revealing his shortcomings. And if he did that, the boss in his role as evaluator may interpret his weaknesses as serious flaws. Many middle managers handle this dilemma by trying to appear competent and in control even when they are not. They see their boss more as a threat than as someone who can help them in their career growth. Let's take a pause here to understand the boss's dual role. Do you tend to see your boss mostly as an evaluator? Does that seem safer to you? That may be reasonable, but it's not always the most useful point of view. So, what can you do? Don't assume your boss is always one or the other, evaluator or supporter. Instead, See his conflicting roles as extremes, between which he moves back and forth depending on the situation. At first, test his willingness to provide support by revealing a few problems you're facing. That way, you can see when, where and how he's likely to offer his support rather than evaluate. Casey had to realize that his relationship with his boss was that of mutual dependence. His boss needed his commitment and support to succeed. Just as Casey may struggle with his reliance on his direct reports, his boss probably struggles with his dependence on him. Casey had to start thinking of this relationship with his boss as a partnership in which the partners depend on each other to succeed and are able to influence each other in ways that improve the performance of each. It's not an association of equals, certainly, but it's not entirely one way either. Casey had to develop the confidence that he has some room to negotiate and create the relationship that works for both. In my next episode, I will share some more perspectives from my coaching conversation with Casey where I will talk about what action plan did Casey carve out to build a relationship with his boss. This episode was about why it is important to build bridges with your boss. The next episode will be on how you can build those bridges. Listeners interested in getting a more holistic perspective on this subject may tune in to my earlier episode. Casey's manager is denting his confidence. As I wind up this episode, I would like to remind listeners that you can tune in to all episodes of Life Acumen at Work on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Thanks for listening to Life Acumen at Work podcast. I'm Vinod Vadvani.